I wanted to talk to you about failures. Now, I don't really believe in failures. So I thought I'd talk about some of my disasters and how I've dealt with them and what I've thought and what I've done. But when we do things, you know, for ourselves, like for our business or for education or the things that we do online, the things we purchase, we don't realize they're, you know, an error or a mistake until after the fact. And generally, we've lost money, time and often confidence. Even if you're going into someone else's space, spend time, ask questions, talk to people, sit in reception, see what it's like, see what the vibe is like, see if you feel that it's really for you. So that is the learning cycle, isn't it? If we'd spoken to each other about our reservations for this space, we probably never would have taken it on and we neither of us would have had this loss. Hello and welcome. Mentoring with Geraldine is a bite-sized practitioner podcast for naturopaths, nutritionists, herbalists and practitioners. This podcast responds directly to your needs, the needs of the practicing natural therapist. With interviews, herbal discussions, something business and something clinical each week, you'll get the variety you need and enjoy to stay motivated in practice. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mentoring with Geraldine and the Bite Size Podcast. How are you today? And what are you up to? Something interesting, I hope. I'm normally driving the car. I'm often wandering around the house. I'm always listening to podcasts while I'm doing all the domestic tasks and getting things sorted. I absolutely love listening to a variety of podcasts. And if you're on my mailing list, you will have received an email in the last you know, you'll be receiving them hopefully relatively regularly. And on those, I do mention other podcasts that I'm listening to or other naturopaths who are on podcasts. And coming up in 2021, there's going to be a lot more interviews with naturopaths. So if you're somebody who'd like to be interviewed, please make sure you let me know. And I do have a form to fill out, but really it's a form that just gives me all the information that I need to know. So, you know, your bio and your photo and things like that, so it can be promoted. But what are we going to talk about today? Well, today, I think this is actually going to be a little bit of a series, to be perfectly honest, because I wanted to talk to you about failures. Now, I don't really believe in failures. So I yes, there's a mechanical failure, something breaks in a car. Why did it break? Because it wasn't serviced properly, or it was getting old, or there's so many corrugations on the road, it's finally fallen off. You know why that item has failed, why it has broken, why the error has occurred. But when we do things, you know, for ourselves, like for our business or for education or the things that we do online, the things we purchase, we don't realize they're, you know, an error or a mistake until after the fact. And generally we've lost money, time and often confidence. So the reason I wanted to talk to you about my failures so was so that you could look at some of yours and go, hey, it's not as bad as Geraldine's. Or, you know, I'm not the person who was down to their last $1, who bankrupted a company, who did all of these things when I listen to these other podcasts these other people have done, or when I look online and people say, you know, I had this great idea and I was down to my last $1 and I was living in my parents' garage and this, that and the other thing. My business has always supported my business. My business supports everything I do. I have three bank accounts, three accounts with the same bank, so it's all under the same thing, and everything levels up. When I pay myself, it goes into my mortgage offset account. So that's where I put my tax and my pay into the mortgage offset account, and we know that we don't move it from there, and of course it helps our mortgage. So my business has never, every, I think twice in 2020, I said to my husband, I may have to take money out of the offset account to pay for something I want to do. And then of course I did what I always do, and I manifested the money in that I just 
So manifesting is not only in the mind, it's also in the action. And so I promoted, I put out something else, I did something else to earn the money to pay for whatever it was. So money never came out of the offset account. But twice in 2020, I did say that, that I thought I might have to draw. And a few times in the past, I've thought to myself, oh, do I have to draw for this thing? Do I really need it? Can I swap something around? Can I do something different? Can I change something so I don't have to take that money, my pay, out of the offset account, my tax out of the offset account? I've never actually paid tax. It's lovely. I've always managed to do enough travel and enough of everything and of course GST registered means of course I get the GST back although I think that will change in 2021 because I'm entirely using online suppliers so I no longer hold stock so the GST although I'm GST registered I won't be getting GST refunds because I don't hold stock anymore so that's all going to change in 2021 but that's cool all sorts of things change all the time don't they and the way we work changes all the time and what we do changes all the time and what we learn so I thought I'd talk about some of my disasters and how I've dealt with them and what I've thought and what I've done because you may be thinking of doing some of these things and if I can help you and support you in going forward and change and moving then that's 100% why I'm here and you know I was watching what was I watching the other night I was a car show it was a car show. Sorry, totally not related to us at all. But I was, my husband had it on. There we go. My husband had it on and I was watching it and I was a bit bored, I've got to say. But the guy that was talking, who had a very boring voice, hopefully my voice isn't boring and you're enjoying this. He said he was, it was quite repetitious. It was really quite boring. And then he was talking about GPS and everything else. But then he said a couple of things that were really interesting. And it's those nuggets, isn't it? And so I'm hoping that even if you have no intention of doing any of these things, that, you know, there will be nuggets in here for you. Or if you've already made these mistakes, then there will still be nuggets in there for you. So one of my, so the biggest financial disaster I had was I opened rooms, okay? And over a two-year period, that culminated in a $30,000 Australian dollar loss. Now, I could absorb that loss. Obviously, I didn't pay tax for a few years because a lot, number of those items can be offset against your tax. But to lose 30000 was not the intention. So I have a busy practice at home. I've always worked from home. It was just easier when I started out. I had small children. They're at the kindy up the road and the mothers, you know, needed to see me. So they'd just come to my house and slowly the lounge became the clinic. Now, many of you will have seen in the Facebook group, if you're in there, if you're in Strictly Education and Support, I talk about this quite a lot in that I had the TV. I would cover it with a sheet. I would move the wheelie chair in front of the TV. They would sit on my sofa and I would look backwards into the room and at the back of the room, all my bottles, my supplements, everything else on my book everything at the back of the room. Then when it came to the evening, I would move the wheelie chair to the back of the room where my big computer sits. I think you can, because it's very old now, you can see it when you see me on lives on Strictly Education and Support. And I would move the wheelie chair back to the computer and I would take the sheet off the TV and I would sit on the sofa and look forward. And I used room clearing sprays and things like that before I turned it back into my own room. I actually used room clearing sprays between each client. So uh, it's a ready-made bush flower spray, nothing super exciting, but it suits me down to the ground. I really like it and I really think it helps. So sometimes those ready-mades are great, aren't they? Anyway, back on track. So it came to a point where we'd renovated our house and prior to the renovation, we had a doorway in the hall, which limited the front of the house and the back of the house. So at the front of the house, we had the lounge and opposite the lounge was my bedroom and ensuite. So I had to make sure my bedroom was tidy and the ensuite was tidy. And if client needed the bathroom, which was very rare, normally, obviously for a UTI, they needed the bathroom and children. 
children love to use someone else's bathroom. So that would be the only time the ensuite would be used. But generally, most people can hold on for an hour. And as long as you don't go on forever and you don't keep your appointments too long, then they can hang on. So um, um, part of having rooms is that you have a waiting area. So I had chairs in the hallway. I also had chairs on the veranda and you have bathroom facilities and of course mixing facilities and all the other things, which you do have at home. So my home clinic was going really well, but we renovated and we removed that doorway. And so then people would come into the house and they'd always look down the hall and I'm like, oh, we're just in here. And then I felt that I wasn't really having that separation from work and home, even though my lounge had been my office for eight, ten years prior to this. So it was very weird, but I just thought, oh, maybe it's time for rooms. And I met another naturopath and she was like, oh, I need to have rooms. So we went along, you know, we were just looking generally and finding, and then we found what looked to be great. It was below a gymnasium. I had lots of passing traffic, all of the things. And But as it turned out, the all of the things were wrong. So there was lousy internet. Everyone came from up, down from the gym and walked out the other door. They didn't walk past us. To get to the chiropractor, they didn't walk past us. To get to the hair salon, they didn't walk past us. To get to the physiotherapist, they didn't walk past us. So although we had signs up, it's not quite the same as people having that visual, which is the whole point. One of the major points of having rooms outside is this visual point. Now I have to say, because my client had a good solid client base here, so I was trying to move and gain a new client base elsewhere. So the other naturopath had her client base and she just moved them into the rooms. But neither of us got the vibe from these rooms. And afterwards, you know, when you look at it all, you know, what should you do when you go for rooms? You should actually sit outside that space in an armchair and wait and look at different times of the day. We never did that. You should speak to all of the other shop owners before you move in. We spoke to one and he said he was leaving and he'd been, but he'd been there for 20 years. He was just going to give up what he was doing. So if we'd spoken to all of the shop owners in there, we would have discovered they were all really dissatisfied. If I'd spent just a little bit of time on my computer at the space, I would have discovered there was no internet, no real decent internet. And they had no, and the internet providers had no intention of providing that space with internet. The Feng Shui was all wrong. The, you know, we had a corner of a mountain pointing right at us. So, you know, everything was wrong with this space. So we built it out, we worked from it, and then all my clients, I was trying to get them to go over there. So I'd be like, oh no, come to the new rooms, come to the new rooms. And they, of course, they were coming from the south. So they had to go even further. So they weren't happy going even further. So there were no, you know, I don't like being here. Can we just go to your room? I'd be like, oh, okay then, let's go to my house because I hadn't moved everything out. So then I thought, right, I'll make it uncomfortable in my own home. So I don't want to be here. So I put more of my focus in the other space. And so I moved from the lounge into, because we'd gained it, extra space so I moved into what was then the guest room and I moved the guest room into the lounge so that there was more space and I had less space so it was much more cramped space so I thought I'll be less comfortable in here and my clients still kept coming and they still wanted to come to that space and I said oh you know I've got the rooms over there very rarely did they come to the rooms and you know and then I was like well that's okay while I'm over here I will do all the other things I will see all my online clients but of course I couldn't because the internet was so bad. I will run my Facebook page. I will do all of my marketing and my mentoring from over there. But 
I couldn't because the internet was so bad. So I always ended up back here. And one of the big things about opening a space is you have to be there. If you have a space, you have to go and open those doors whether anything's happening or not. You have to work on your business while you're in there. So ultimately, I was paying for a space and I wasn't going because people wanted to be here in my home where I'm recording from now. People wanted, it was easy, it's much easier to park here. It's much easier to get to. It's residential. I have no passing traffic. I have no one walking past my house that, well, they do to go to school, but I can't put an A-frame out on the road because it's my home. Yes, if you look me up on the internet, my home is marked. My address is fully marked and you can find me as a naturopath here. And it's been like that since I opened whenever it was. So You know, there's all of these little things that when you go to look at a space, you really need to take the time. We were awed by this space. We just thought it was going to be brilliant. We had someone who was a friend of the other naturopath and he gave us a really good deal on splitting the rooms and making it into two rooms and opening up the space for us and creating exactly what we wanted. So everything fell into place. Unfortunately, it fell into the wrong site, the wrong building and the wrong place. And that was a real shame. But at the same time, now what can I think about that? I can think it was a mistake, it was a failure, it was a disaster. I can think all the negative things about it. Or I could take it as a learning experience. What did I learn from that? Well, I learned that I was actually much happier working from home than I was working outside of home. I can take from that that my clients were much happier coming to my home than they were to a space where they had to struggle for parking because the gym, there's a gym there. Everybody goes to the gym, so parking's always difficult. You know, they had to walk and I see elderly people as well. They don't want to have to walk when there's only one disability park. And of course, that's taken by the gym. There was, so there were many, many issues with being in that place that I could have looked at beforehand. I could have really thought about that building before we even started. You know, is this going to be right for me? I work online a lot. I was working online a lot then, you know, and I'm still obviously working online and internet is super important to me. So how good are the facilities for what I do? Is there any passing traffic? And if there isn't any passing traffic, is it okay? Lots of people work in businesses that don't have parking traffic, that passing traffic. They work, you know, upstairs and high rises, so they haven't got, you know, an A-frame or passing traffic outside. That's cool because you know you're going there for that space. You can't work from home. You don't have a space at home that you can work from. You don't have, like me, a lounge that it's back to being my office and the spare room is back in the spare room by the way but I mean I have two rooms now my son's moved out so I've got ample space here from which to work but when we look at it are we better off working from home are we the main breadwinner so uh, for a long time I was not you know a major breadwinner in this household Um, I had two small children and a husband who works all the hours so it was impossible for me to be anything but part-time in anything that I did. So I maintained my nursing. I worked two mornings a week. And then with the two mornings a week nursing, I was working in my business. Eventually, I dropped the nursing. I've not been a nurse now for, I've not had my registration for four years. And I thought it was three, but then they did that extra additional backup. Upra did a backup roster of people who'd been or dropped their registration within the last three years. And so I looked back and of course mine was three and a half years. So I wasn't within the three years. So I wasn't on the backup register. So, and that was great. I didn't mind at all. I was a bit, oh, what would I do? How would I, you know, I could do all the things, but let's hope you're never needed in that capacity, right? So there's lots of issues when we go into our business, if we go into a space. And there's all sorts of, if I was, I mean, we were just 50-50. We were, 
I'm there two days a week, you're there three days a week. So it's actually, you know, I'm paying a third of the bills, you're paying two thirds because you're there more than I am as I was still working from home and I was lecturing at Endeavour at the same time. So, you know, I was only there two days a week. So we had it all set out right in the beginning of who was paying what and how we sorted it out. But the rooms themselves were an utter disaster. I mean, other things happened along the way and all the rest of it. But when you look at the, when you break it down to the facts of the building, these are the things we should have looked at first. We should have sat outside. We should have spent that time, you know, counting the number of people who actually walked past. Was it busy enough to bother for me to have what I thought would be a great visual. You know, I should have sat there with my laptop hotspotting or, you know, off my phone to see how good it was. So very if you're in Strictly Education Sport, you can go way back and look at some of my earliest lives and they're from in the rooms and you can see the quality is dreadful. And yet my phone hasn't, I've updated my phone, but the front camera hasn't really changed in phones, has it? So there's lots of things you need to look at. If you're going in, so we were 30, 70 for bills, but 50, 50 for everything else. So if I was going in to work in someone else's space, then I would be, you know, what am I going to get from how much am I going to have to give? What am I getting for the money I'm giving? If I'm moving in to work in someone else's space, am I getting reception? You know, am I getting someone to do things for me? What is it that I'm getting for the money that I'm paying the person? I mean, we paid, obviously, just for the building. So we paid, I think they're like 50 landlords or something so that we paid the company that sorted it all out our rent and our utilities so that has to be taken into account so right at the beginning I set a budget you know I worked out my budget can I afford to do this on what I'm earning now if it's a disaster one of the best tips I got was from a banker and he said I can't give you any advice because that's not within my remit but I would suggest that you ask can you have the lease that we were looking at was a three plus two, which means you're locked in for three years. And then at the same rate, you get the option of two more years without having to renegotiate the lease. And he said, what about asking if you can have a two plus three because it's so new to you and it's not something you've been doing. And that was totally the best advice that anyone gave because at the end of two years, we were both ready to leave. We'd had enough of the building. We'd had enough of the gym and the noise they made above us. One day they they used to throw these medicine balls. One of the trainers got them to throw medicine balls over their shoulder. And I was trying to, you can't do a hypnosis doing that. That's 100%. Boom, boom. And so I was trying to do a hypnosis. We hadn't actually started. So I was like, might just have to ring upstairs and ask them to stop doing that before we start. And I was just about to do that. I heard a scream from the room next door. And the other, my colleague, had had a book land on her head from the boom of these things. So, so many things that if we'd sat outside that office we would have known about. If we thought about the feng shui of the building, we would have known about it. So really, if you're going to take on rooms, the take home from this is really think about the space. Spend some time there. Spend some time going there. I mean, we would go you know, after school drop off and we'd get a car park. But when we went to leave, it was always full because we'd just beaten all the mothers who dropped off their kids at school and had a chat in the schoolyard before they came to their gym class. So do you see what I mean? There's all of these different times, you know, we got there, we always got a parking space. When we left, it was always really crowded. So that's a disaster for somebody who wants to work all through the day, having this massive variation in parking, you know, for your clients. So if we'd really thought about when are people here, how am I going to do this? And if I'd sat outside, if I'd even gone to the physio, they had, I ultimately went to 
the physio to the massage therapist there and had a massage and all during the massages is boom boom above me I could easily have done that so there's these simple things that we need to do before we take on a room and that is to spend time if you're taking on a room in someone else's practice then sit in reception take on the vibe take on the feel sit outside see what it's like see so in North Adelaide they have planes going overhead that's the direct route into the airport obviously not a problem in 2020 but 2019 that's really noisy and is that going to affect what you do so it doesn't actually affect hypnosis because part of hypnosis is saying just ignore the sounds around you and of course you can hear a plane slowly coming slowly coming but sometimes depending on their angle because I trained in hypnosis in North Adelaide sometimes depending on their angle they would be so loud you just have to stop for a minute so you'd have to say to your client just take a moment you know because it was so noisy your client won't be able to hear you so when we think about what is it we do what is it we need in our space you know the negotiations over how much you would pay the owner say it was a chiropractic clinic you were moving into you know what systems you get those are your negotiations and you can check with everyone else and they do change a bit some people get more some people get less some people are paid a set rate they get an hourly rate so it doesn't matter whether they have someone in the room with them or not so just think about what am I getting for my money when I negotiate but what is the space like what you know has there been is there a huge turnover of staff in this place that's another really good question to ask does everything look you know like it's been kept up you know the upkeep on the place is it sort of tatty falling apart does it need a paint is it grubby there's all of these little things that when you're looking at a premises take the time spend some time I almost took on another premises many 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 years ago when I wasn't I was thinking should I be at home or not and I hadn't really been out very long and I it was a house and so I went to look around the house because it had been a doctor's practice and so there was a reception there and there was an office and there was a dispensary area and there was a couple of office spaces and there had been so what they'd advertised is there was a shop front as well so I thought well that'd be brilliant because I'd just sublet the shop front to someone who wanted a shop in there and you know it could also be turned into the dispensary at the same time the space the lounge area is big enough to be a yoga studio and then there were two offices so I was thinking this is going to be an amazing space just before we signed the lease the and I was looking around and I spent a lot of time I thought yeah this really is it's right next to a cafe there's lots of traffic here it's got really busy two corners really good signage can go in that corner just before I was sort of really getting close to negotiating and thinking yeah I'm going to sign on the dotted line I said oh you know the downpipes and gutters look like they're broken and she said oh yes that would be your responsibility and I said what the roof is my responsibility you know that's going to affect the inside surely that's the landlord's responsibility and she said no not in this house in this house you'd be responsible for everything it's like ah okay not keen on that idea I think we'd have to renegotiate that and they said now with the shop front and she said oh yes with the shop front we didn't realize that the previous tenant has let that and so we can't ask them to leave so you won't actually be getting that so I'm like hang on so for the price that you've told me I'm not gonna get the shop and I've got to repair gutters this is a bit different so no I won't be taking on the lease thank you very much so I'd gone to a lot of effort with that one that I didn't go to the effort with this follow-up one and I think it's really important that we think about the space that we're going to go into and we spend time in that space so even if you're going into someone else's space spend time ask questions talk to people sit in reception see what it's like see what the vibe is like see if you feel that it's really for you because we were both having reservations just before we signed on the dotted line but neither of us said those reservations to each other so 
you know, that is the learning cycle, isn't it? If we'd spoken to each other about our reservations for this space, we probably never would have taken it on and we neither of us would have had this loss. So really think about that space, the pros and the cons. As for talking to our partners about it, that's great, but they're always going to worry about us they're always you know they don't understand necessarily what we do in a business unless they run a business so it's great that you've got you obviously have to talk to them because there's the monetary side if things go under what are you going to lose you need to make sure legally you've set everything up so you don't lose your house your home and everything else that the monies that you never ever touch your home things that's my feeling is you don't want to lose your home things so if you need to set up a company set up a company so you don't lose your house and your home over things make sure your insurances are up to date you know we have to have as part of that building that failed we had to have plate glass window insurance I didn't have to fix the gutters but that's understandable to have additional plate glass window insurance so that was the only thing we knew that and we had to get that and the insurance company but yep totally you know this is obviously a real thing not a gutter not a fix your own roof thing so hopefully that's been really helpful for you when you go out or even if you're in a space or thinking about a space or thinking about moving spaces that you spend the time look at the space drive past it all different times of the day all the times you'll be open spend time there when you're going to be there especially if it's you know you've only got certain times if you've got a couple of afternoon slots hang on and have a look see what it's like see what parking's like because it might be that you know there's no parking for your clients and in Australia parking is big you know in New Zealand parking is big there isn't the public transport here in Adelaide there is in Melbourne and there is in Sydney but in the majority of you know slightly out of the main towns there are buses but most people will arrive in their car and or even on their bicycle I have a lot of people in my at my home they arrive on their bicycle and I'm like, yep bicycle on the front veranda and we can watch it from there so think about how your clients are going to arrive what is their main mode of transport how is it they're going to get to you or you know if you're going to be online do you have to have rooms at all you know this is the amazing part about 2020 is we've moved online and yes it is wonderful to see people one-on-one and I've stopped seeing people one-on-one for numerous reasons through 2020 but it's and it's just made my life so much easier so it's you know how is it you're going to see your clients where do you want to see your clients and really you need a private space where no one else can hear your conversation that's all you need. You need somewhere to write things down, you know, to record the information that's secure. And that is going to be as well one of my conversations, one of my, you know, spent a lot of money when I could have just done this conversations. So part of this series of monetary disasters. So, you know, there's all sorts of things that we can avoid. And one of them is not losing money by spending that time, by sitting there, by looking by driving or getting the bus if you think most of your clients are on the bus or the train how far is it for them to walk how are they going to get to you you know what is the distance if it is you know if you're going there so that you have a shop front visual which is what I was looking for because I'd had no shop front visual for all of the years I'd been in business so I thought wouldn't it be nice to have walk-ins to see people to start that apothecary style you know what is your walk past when you look at the busy apothecary style places they have people walking past they have parking or if they don't have you know major parking there is a park within a few minutes walk that they can say to their clients park your car here and you know we're just a short walk to here but really all times of the day that you're going to be in that space what's it like and it is sometimes a good idea to do a few drive paths at night because that can affect the feel of a space that you may not realize so people may have you know poor understanding or thoughts 
of a space because of things that happen there at night. There might be a pub nearby, so people think always think badly of the area because there's lots of noise or violence or whatever because of the space around it. So that is my major tip for today. So if you're listening and you've enjoyed today and you've made it all the way through to the end, thank you very much. Please, will you give me a review? Because a review does make a difference to the number of people that the podcast companies um, show your podcast to. So if you've enjoyed today, please give me preferably a five-star rating and say how much I'm helping you. And if you want more information from me, then, you know, join my email list. So I run both Strictly Practitioners and Strictly Education and Support. And in the link below today, there will be a link to a sign-up form where you can get yourself a little ebook for goal setting. So please make sure that if you want it and you want the goal setting handout, you pop your information below. So this will be part one of, I think, three of mistakes I've made. And let's hope you don't make them. So thank you very much for joining me today. It's been absolutely brilliant chatting to you. I've loved every minute. I hope that you've managed to get all the things done that you intended to do whilst you were listening. See you soon. Thanks so much for joining me today. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast for the weekly episodes. If you'd like even more support and learning, then the Academy is for you. Here you'll find part two of the herbal discussions, more clinical learning and case studies to support your clients in practice. Bye for now.